I am the architect. I created the Matrix. Shall we play a game? So here we go. Good morning, good morning. I'm coming to you from the Lake of the Ozarks, mile marker 28. Yes, 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 yes. And we have the name of the day, which is Vivek Rama Sawami. Yes, he announced he's running for president. He's a very wealthy person. I don't know where he earned his money, but I like what he's saying. So from this presidential candidate to Vivek Sawami, or Ramaswamy, I say I salute him and what some of the things he's saying. I like the fact that he says I'm going to revoke all the affirmative action. I agree. It hasn't been helpful. I like the fact that he is uh, willing to step out and say some things that need to be said, that he wants to return to some of the American ideals. I like the fact that he said he wants to become vertically integrated. He wants to become independent of the China supply line that we're in now. That certainly would take more than four years, but at least he is acknowledging some sort of national goal. A national goal would be fine to say we would like to become the manufacturer of our own products. That would be a nice thing to say. I don't think it's going to fly because of the incredible ties that American corporations have with China. And because of lack of understanding by most people on how important that is. Uh, people talk about going to war as if it's the same thing as getting up and getting a cup of coffee. And of course, people that have been in war know that is not the case. However, we have a population base of which very few have ever been in a war. We have the Vietnam War, of course, but uh, many of those people don't even want to admit it. So what I'm driving at is that uh, we have a population that doesn't understand the penalty, the pain, the viciousness of war. War cannot be fought like climate change with words. War is fought with the blood of the people that are fighting it. It's not a pretty sight. Go see some war movies and see how quickly you want to go to war. But here I am again doing something that I pledged I would not do, and that is criticizing what other people are running on or their platforms. And I really do like the things that Vivek Ramaswamy says. Eventually, I think his name will be a household name in the next 12 months. I hope he stays in the race because he brings a level of energy thoughtfulness and technical knowledge to the race that other candidates simply will not have or understand. The importance of building our own supply chain of chips uh, is something that I've recommended. What I was not happy about so far was his stand on general education. Now I don't know all the details yet, but I like the fact that he's going to get rid of affirmative action it's a negative anyway. Uh, people find ways to get around it, and perhaps it's another way of, of uh, uh, putting incompetent people in places where we don't need incompetent people just because of their race. It's more or less what I call reverse uh, segregation. It's not, it can't be good for anybody to uh, uh, have forced 
diversity or a forced situation where certain people can get into college and other people cannot. And that's affirmative action. So uh, my idea of affirmative action is to get rid of affirmative action and go back to um, the marketplace. Smart people can get in and do a good job. And if you're not smart enough, not willing to work hard enough, then of course you can't participate. That may be a hard line, but uh, I'd rather have competent people leading a nation that spends trillions of dollars on infrastructure and military and assistance around the world than incompetent people doing the same thing. As president, I would direct my public relations people to do a few things differently. For example, this morning I watched a person uh, essentially threaten or, or tell China, uh, don't help Russia. Don't help Russia by sending them lethal weapons. Well, first place, what moral platform do we have to even make that suggestion? We're sending lethal weapons to uh, Ukraine to fight Russia. So we have some moral position to tell China, you don't send weapons to Russia? It doesn't make any sense. It's a proxy war for us. It's a proxy war for Russia if China starts sending them lethal weapons to use. But what position do we have to say to another country, another sovereign country? Oh, by the way, uh, we can send lethal weapons to the Ukraine, but you can't send them to Russia. I think hearing somebody just say this on television this morning as part of the administration's policy doesn't make any sense. I wish someone would just ask them a question. How can you morally say to China, don't send lethal weapons to the Ukraine or to Russia to fight in the Ukraine? Well, we do the same thing when we're sending lethal weapons to Ukraine. So I would be directing my public relations people to take a more uh, uh, equal equal uh, platform. I, I don't think we have some moral position to direct other countries in the world. Uh, I don't think we have a mission to bring democracy uh, to the world. Uh, there are countries that don't want democracy. China's one of them. And they seem to be running okay, by the way. You know, they have an economy that's growing. They're leading in a number of sectors. They build things for us. So who's to say that that governmental model is so terrible, right? But we do. We have some moral position on that that I don't really agree with. I think that we should be a sovereign country and do sovereign things, and we shouldn't criticize other countries to do sovereign things that they believe in is correct, unless for some reason it's a threat against our country, a direct threat. My direction to my PR people would be to lay off the platform that we have some moral superiority, that we're self-righteous, that we have the right idea and they don't, that our God is better than theirs, etc. I think we can make our own positions positively without criticizing uh, the positions of other sovereign countries, and we can do positive things about our own sovereignty without criticizing uh, or even measuring our sovereignty and our methodology and models against the models of other countries. China's been around, by the way, for a lot longer than the United States of America. I'm not saying they're right. I'm not saying they're wrong. Uh, I'm just saying is that I think we have to be careful about 
stating things if we have some morally superior position, which I don't think we have. If China is busy buying up farmland, building battery factories in the United States, and doing other things like that, and for somehow we criticize them for doing that, that's our fault. We certainly can stop that. We don't have to allow those things to happen, but we do. And if we do, don't criticize China for taking advantage of it. We can't do the same thing in China. That's because they stop us. If we want to stop China for buying up farmland, then we can simply do it. We contact the banks, we contact the financial institutions, and have severe penalties on being involved in any type of uh, farmland uh, purchased by China. And I'm sure there's many, many ways we can implement that kind of a policy if we want it. But since we don't do it, since we turn the other eye toward China doing it, then we have no reason to criticize them for doing it. We would do the same thing if China would let us, but they don't. So if we let them do it, who's to say we're right and they're wrong? So I'm going to come right back to this guy, Vivek Ramaswamy. That's really what he's saying at a very high level, that we should focus on the ideals that got America here. Capitalism, free speech, things of that nature, national goals, things of that nature. And that should be what we do in America. Less criticizing China for wanting to take over Taiwan and more criticizing America for letting Taiwan become the semiconductor manufacturer of the world. Whose fault is that? That's our fault. We were the, manu the semiconductor manufacturer of the world, so we let Taiwan become that, full well knowing that China might take that over. I hope that Vivek Ramaswamy gets a hold of one of my podcasts and starts thinking deeply about education and asks certain questions. Where did the Bell Labs go? Where did the Palo Alto Research Institute go? These were places where our technology that we use today was developed, where people with PhDs, smart scientists, technologists went to work. Those institutes are gone now for the most part. Bell Labs was where the scientists went, where we developed technology. Palo Alto Research was where part of Apple was developed and, and Wi-Fi was developed and the Ethernet was developed and so on and so on. Where are they any, again? We could have a national goal easily if simply one president, one presidential candidate would say, our goal is to become the educational icon of the world where people come to get educated, to learn foreign languages, to become great scientists, to develop new technology, to develop things that help humanity. Wouldn't that be a great goal that we could all get behind? I would buy treasury bonds for that but it would mean a total upheaval of our educational system. So it takes a presidential candidate with some courage to say that because teachers would be worried because it would mean teachers might be accountable. Poor teachers might not have a job or they'd have different kinds of jobs. But that's what it takes to accomplish great goals. 
My hope is that Vivek Ramaswamy will adopt some educational principles that I've been talking about in my run for presidency. I still have not been interviewed by Fox News, but I think I might be. Who knows what will happen? I certainly can't say I'm worth $700 million, as Ramaswamy can say, but then money shouldn't be the total measure of intelligence or creativity or innovation or the ability to come up with good ideas. I have a few. There's no question about it. When I talk to people, they say those ideas make sense, but they are disruptive. They would disrupt the traditional ways of doing things. But let's face it, read anything about our public school systems and you'll determine that they're all in disarray. I just read one report that said that uh, students coming out of uh, high schools in one eastern uh, state uh, couldn't do math and science. They They didn't know math, much less the English language. So there you go. That's all for today from this presidential candidate saying, I'm going to follow Vivek Ramaswamy and hope that he gets the word out. Hope he'll, he'll spend maybe $100 million of his own money to do what he says he would like to do. Will he talk the talk or will he walk the walk? I don't know. We're going to wait and find out. That's all for today. I'm still running for president. I'm still waiting to be acknowledged by the um, Federal Election Commission. But it's going to happen. I'm not in a big hurry. It's only February. Um, The the, 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 the election is a year and a half away. I've got plenty of time. So goodbye all from Lake of the Ozarks on the 28-mile marker. Presidents go everywhere to learn about the economy and learn what's going on. And this week, I've gone down to the Ozarks to look at what that economy is like. And by the way, it is impressive. See you later. Bye-bye.